and welcome to Breaking the Curtain with me, Chrissy, and me, Joss. Don't forget to silence all phones. Or don't, it's a podcast. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Holy cow, welcome to our first updates episode of season three. Happy February, everybody. We didn't really have a chance to greet you all yet, so to everyone who is new, hello, welcome to our stagey fun house, and to those returning, thank you so much for spending another season with us. Also, friends, how great is our new theme song by the wonderful William? It is amazing. You know, I remember telling you when I first heard it, uh, William just captured exactly mm-hmm. um, the vibe that I feel in my head when we're recording. Yeah. So, it's perfect, and he's a musical genius. Oh uh, Yeah, he really is the best, and he, he also wrote our original theme song, so it was just, it was a no-brainer to ask if he'd create something new for this season, and we love it so, so much. It's so much fun, and it really, it really does capture our podcast vibe. You have some exciting news to share with us all, but first, happy birthday to you. Oh. You celebrated your birthday yesterday. I did, yeah. You know, I've been dreading turning... 25 from the moment I turned 20, but I think I finally come to terms with it. Uh, Yeah, I know that sounds so dramatic. And I mean, would you expect any less from me? I co-host a theater podcast, (laughs) 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 you know, but I just, I think there's so much pressure on turning 18, 25 and 30. To turn 25 in a pandemic is sort of horrific, especially when you have a desire to have a career within the performing arts. And I'm truly so, so, so grateful for all of the training I've been able to do online, but not being able to attend in-person auditions or perform on a stage in two years, that has been really, really hard mentally and physically. You know, the industry puts out this idea that we need to be established in our arts career by 25 at the latest. And that is not the truth. That is so, so, so not the truth. So yeah, here's to 25. I had Sex in the City themed cupcakes Mm -hmm. and got to participate in watching a wonderful live Q&A with Andrew Garfield. Cake and stagey men, there's really no better way to spend a birthday. (laughs) Anyways, my good news is that I will be playing Miss Gardner in a production of Carrie the Musical, Um, and I'm so thrilled. Carrie is one of my absolute favorite musicals, and the casting crew of this production are just so, so, so sweet, so I'll keep you all updated on more info. What's new with you, Jay? Gosh, there isn't really much to report on my part. I've been so busy with work, but the exciting part is that I get to stay on in the position instead of just covering the mat leave like I was supposed to. So I'm just uh, thrilled and lucky that I have a job right now that's in person and that I have such a great job and work with great people. Um, But otherwise, it's just been a January of rest and spending time with Miss Scout. Um, But I did get an exercise bike moved into my room. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. And uh, that was one of my New Year's resolutions was to get moving a bit more. Um, Yeah. Well, January was a short month on the podcast, but oh my goodness, it was a really busy one. So last weekend, we kicked off season three with an episode all about the life and legacy of Jonathan Larson, a project that, Chrissy, you were so passionate about. Would you like to talk a bit about the -the behind-the-scenes aspects and research of creating this episode? Yeah, of course. So I 
I always knew I wanted us to do an episode about Jonathan Larson's life and legacy. Like so many in the creative arts, I grew up absolutely captivated by all of his work. I mean, I studied it like it was my Bible, and this was before the internet was a huge database of information, so you can only imagine the number of papers and scripts I had in a box inside my closet literally titled Jonathan Larson that I had, like, print it off or, like, rent it from the library. <laughs> Anyways, so when the film version of Tick, Tick, Boom was released, uh, an entirely an entirely new generation of people began to take interest in Jonathan's work. However, the film only captures a small portion of his life, and although it is based on Jonathan Larson's real life, these are characters and certain aspects are fabricated for the sake of storytelling. I also started noticing many people online in the comment sections on, like, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, falsely telling his story or saying Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote all the songs or <laughs> even some saying Andrew Garfield wrote Boho Days as an improvisation piece on the spot, you know? <laughs> and no. just like a whole bunch of misinformation. So I knew I needed to work to gather as much accurate information as possible to put together an episode that someone will be able to sit through for like 40 some minutes and have as much information thrown at them so they can then spread his legacy in their own corners of the world and internet. Because accuracy was the most important aspect to me, I was able to get in touch with the Library of Congress, who provided wonderful videos, blogs, and conversations about Jonathan's collection there until we can visit in person. And I was also able to get in touch with the lovely Amy Ash, who worked for Jonathan's estate, cataloging the papers and audio from all of his projects prior to Rent. And she also created a guide to his shows, reviews, songs, and dance scores with the most wonderful timeline, uh, biographical essay, and list of his songs alphabetically and by collaborator, which was like so, so incredibly helpful. I can't even express how helpful that was. <laughs> and Amy also so, so, so kindly shared her knowledge and so graciously sent a copy of her wonderful catalog compiling John's life work, along with the incredibly helpful chapter written with Maggie Lally in The Playwright's Muse by Joan Harrington, which is also so beyond helpful and... I also sat through many live conversations featuring Lynn and Andrew Garfield to hear about their knowledge of Jonathan because, well, they worked so closely with his family and friends and with the collection at Congress, and it, it's been so interesting to hear their thoughts and what they've learned. So that was super helpful as well. Yes, as you all know, our episode with the creative team of For Tonight is one of our all-time favorite episodes, and might actually be my favorite episode that we've done. Uh, we got to reconnect with the lovely Spencer Williams when he was visiting London for the show's West End cabaret debut. It's a really cool follow-up to our episode, and chatting with Spencer is always a treat. It was really cool because in our interview, we spoke about uh, putting together the concept album and the early work on For Tonight. So being able to take a look at what's happened now that the album's out and where the show is going next was super exciting. 
Another stagey favorite and past podcast guest also uh, made a special little cameo on the live briefly. I won't reveal who he is, so you'll have to go and watch the video to find out. We also chatted with Joey Cornish, who was performing in the cabaret performance, and it was so lovely to meet him. Both of those videos are on our IGTV if you miss them live, and you can watch them whenever you'd like. We also got to share our episode with the fabulous Andrew Pollock, which has been in the works for a very, very long time. You know what? We have so much stagey news. I don't even know where to start. So heads or tails? Heads for Broadway, tails for West End. Tails. Cool. West End it is because I don't have a coin on me, so you win by default. Over on London's West End, better bring your knee pads. Heather's the Musical announced they're extending their limited engagement at the Other Palace until May 1st, 2022. Following the phenomenal response to Bonnie and Clyde in concert at Theatre Royale Drury Lane, having sold out in just six minutes, DLAP Group is thrilled to be bringing a brand new full production of the Tony-nominated show to the West End for the first time. Yay! The show will begin at the Arts Theatre from April 9th, 2022. The Greatest Showman star Kayla Settle will join Anne Juliet. She'll be performing in the role of Nurse, taking over from Melanie LaBerry from March 29th, 2022. David Badella and Jordan Luke Gage will play their final performance on the 26th of March, with new faces taking on these roles from March 29th, to be announced soon. Now on to Broadway. Moulin Rouge the Musical original cast member Robin Herder will depart the show on February 20th, 2022, with Jessica Lee Golden joining the cast as Nini on February 22nd, 2022. Broadway legend Sheeta Rivera will release a memoir in 2023. The book will be released from Harper One and is co-authored with journalist Patrick Pacheco. Nick Walker is set to play Aaron Burr in Hamilton on Broadway beginning March 1st. In other news, we sadly lost Meatloaf last week. Meatloaf made his Broadway debut in 1968 as a replacement in the original production of Hair and went on to perform in both The Rocky Horror Show and Rockabye Hamlet. He also famously played Eddie in the Rocky Horror Picture Show film and, of course, recorded one of our favorite albums, Bat Out of Hell. It's February, which means that love is in the air. And you know what? there's nothing more romantic than a Broadway love song. This year, you can get swept off your feet with a special cabaret presented by The Flair. The show features AJ Aniceto, Philon Desiree Braithwaite, Olivia Daniels, Victoria Lenhart, Aurora McClenning, Alana Petty, B. Postma, and Aimee Tremblay-Woodman. The show includes some of the most romantic and rocking love songs from the musical theater canon, including Stephen Sondheim's Company, Assassins, and Sunday in the Park, Jason and Robert Brown, Pasek and Paul, and many other classics. For those who wish to attend in person at Mandy's Bistro in Toronto at 123 Danforth Avenue for $15, or for those who would like to tune in snuggled up at home for $10 virtually, tickets are available now at theflarevalentines.eventbrite.ca. Let the flair be your valentine by tuning in to this sweet production. Before we leave you all, we wanted to give you a little teaser about what we have coming your way this month. Just in time for Valentine's Day, we have a show history episode about one of my favorite romantic musicals. I'm actually heading to Chrissy's, so we're going to have a lot of content coming your way. We are also going to record the first interview where the two of us are together in person. And it's another episode featuring Jonathan Larson. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. It's going to be... 
amazing. It's definitely going to be nonstop fun. So be sure to follow along on Instagram at Breaking the Curtain so you don't miss a minute. As always, I'm Chrissy. I'm Joss. Together we are Breaking, Breaking the, the Curtain. Curtain. And you can find us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Remember to stay safe, stay stagey, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, friends.